Welcome to Attachment Theory in Action, a weekly podcast presented by the Knowledge Center at Chaddock. Our podcast is dedicated to therapists, social workers, counselors, and psychologists working with clients from an attachment-based perspective. Join host Karen Doyle Buckwalter for an insightful, informative, and inspiring conversation with leading attachment theory researchers and clinicians in the field. Today, Karen welcomes Bethany Saltman for part one of their two-part discussion on a mother's journey into the science of attachment. Part two will be released on Tuesday, August 18th. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. I'm Karen Doyle Buckwalter, your host, joining you here from Chaddock. So our guest today is going to be Bethany Saltman, and let me just tell you a little bit about her. She's a little bit different than some of the guests we typically have on the podcast. Um, Bethany is an author, award-winning editor, and researcher. Her work has been in magazines like The New Yorker. New York Magazine, Atlantic Monthly, Parents, Town and Country, and many others. Her first book, Strange Situation, A Mother's Journey into the Science of Attachment, was released in April 2020. She also uh, serves as a best-selling book partner and in-demand mindfulness mentor, helping writers and entrepreneurs of all stages with the creative process of envisioning and executing their projects, including book proposals, books, content development, big ideas, messaging, and more. So she could also be an asset perhaps to some of our listeners outside of the realm specific to attachment. So she um, graduated from Antioch College, where she was the architect of one of the nation's first affirmative consent policies. She went on to get an MFA in poetry from Brooklyn College in 1994. She is also a longtime Zen student. She's devoted to the fine art and game-changing effects of paying attention and lives in a small town in the Catskills with her family. Um, I do want to also share that prior to this book releasing, she wrote a piece uh, in 2016 for New York Magazine that went viral called Can Attachment Theory Explain All of Our Relationships? So I know this interview is going to be a real treat for everyone. I am honored to be able to interview Bethany, and she will be coming right up. Join the Knowledge Center for an experiential workshop designed to support successful engagement of parents in the child therapy process. Karen Doyle Buckwalter will be joining Daphna Lender for the other half of the equation, engaging parents in child therapy. This two-day workshop on September 24th and 25th will focus on how to identify parents who need more focused work, how to set goals for the parent, how to help parents initiate repair, and more areas to help the child, parent, and therapist get the most out of the therapy session. Registration is open now. For more information or or to register for the workshop, head to tkcchaddock.org. So hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. Today, we are going to be speaking with Bethany Saltman, who is the author of a book recently released called The Strange Situation, A Mother's Journey into the Science of Attachment. Welcome, Bethany. I'm so happy to have you here. 
Thanks. Thanks for having me. Yes. Well, okay. So I have to tell you personally what happened to me with this book. Um, I got this book because, you know, I would want to read it before you uh, were on the podcast and I would want to read it regardless. Um, And I was so enthralled by this book that I had to also purchase it on audible because it was on a weekend and I had all this stuff to do and I'm like I can't just sit and read this book but I can't put this book down like I oh love my this gosh. book so I like I, I immediately also got it on audible so I could like listen or be reading nonstop. that's how much oh I'm my like. gosh that's amazing <laughs> I'm so glad Oh, I loved it. I loved it. I know everybody who is listening is going to um, really enjoy it and enjoy hearing from you about it. Um, one of the things that's so great about it is, you know, it's a memoir. And so it's easier to learn science and some of these things that are important for us to understand about attachment theory, I think, in that format as opposed yeah. to you know, other ways it can be presented. So, yeah, yeah, so, yeah. so tell our listeners a little bit about yourself. Of course, I've shared a more formal bio of you, but how about some informal information and how you got on this amazing journey? Sure, sure. Well, um, let's see. I am a, a writer, um, an editor, a researcher, and a Zen student. I live in the Catskills of New York. And I, um, I had a baby. I lived in a monastery for a couple of years, met my husband there, um, was a Zen practitioner for many years, met my husband. Um, and then we lived at the monastery for two years and decided that being a monk was not going to work for us. And so we decided, you know, we were really interested in kind of delving into what does it mean to be human? You know, what is the, the, the heart of the matter? And, um, and since that wasn't available to us, we decided having a baby would be a really good option. And so I was not one of those people who had always longed for a baby or really saw myself as a mother, but I was um, really curious about what would happen. (laughs) So that's what we did. We had um, a baby 14 years ago and um, a lot has happened. So when, when our daughter Azalea was born, I felt, um, I loved her dearly. I, you know, found her, you know, just adorable and precious. And, and, and I didn't have any trouble, quote, bonding with her. Um, but I had a lot of questions around the fact that I still felt like myself. I still felt edgy. I still felt annoyed. I still got impatient. I still was me. And I think I had this idea that this maternal, um, you know, spell would be cast over me and I would somehow feel like a different person. And the fact that I didn't feel like a different person actually frightened me and, and set me off on this journey of trying to understand what parental love is and why wouldn't it protect her from me? That was, that was sort of my question. Yes, I want to share um, something you write here in the prologue in the book. I just want to actually oh, read boy. it. Um, so it says, uh, after she was born, you were asking yourself, what kind of mother am I? What kind of person? These questions plagued me. When I stumbled into the science of attachment, something called to me, the shadow of a question not yet formed. In my reading, I began to see mentions of a laboratory procedure called the strange situation that was used in clinical research to observe and assess attachment patterns between caregivers. Mothers, mostly in the beginning, and their one-year-old babies. 
a mother and her baby enter a room with two chairs and some blocks on the floor. The mother sits down and the baby plays or not. A stranger comes in and the mother leaves. The baby is left with the stranger and then alone. What happens next has been found to reveal something so profound about the relationship between the two that it will impact the baby forever as, and as I would later learn, impact the mother too. I just thought that was so beautiful. I think, and I think, you know, even calling the book strange situation, I thought, you know, cause you're, you're using it more as a lay term, you know, and, yeah. and we're so used to thinking it the strange situation protocol by Mary Ainsworth and right, right, scientific right. laboratories. And I thought just calling the book that it is a strange situation, isn't it? <laughs> it's a very strange situation. <laughs> And so we should also say that this led to a quest of understanding more deeply the science of attachment and particularly as it related to Mary Ainsworth. I think that's an important thing to also bring out here. Yes, absolutely. Yeah, I absolutely fell in love with Mary Ainsworth and she became my spirit guide for this journey. Um, It took me 10 years of research of travel of um, investigating her life and and her science and and I'm a lay person I mean I barely graduated from high school and I, I did end up going to college I did end up going to graduate school I did end up discovering that I knew how to use my mind but that is not the way I was brought up I was not um, a you know a, a stellar student or any you know not even close and in other words I'm not a scientist but I was so determined to understand this function you know the way love works that and you know my Zen practice really came in here and in, in handy because I, I I may not be super educated but I definitely know how to um, stick with something and pay very close attention to it which it turns out is Mary Ainsworth's uh, brilliance as well. And, and that's what she really did her whole entire life. It was her attention, her ability to, to notice what was going on between mothers and babies that led to the development of the strange situation. And then, um, you know, everything that we've learned about the strange situation since. It was such a heartfelt endeavor for her. She was so smart, so educated, so erudite. So, you know, she was a scientist, obviously. Um, but, but at the heart of what her work was and is is this curiosity about people and then she discovered that what a securely attached parent and child share is mutual delight and that touched me deeply and and helped me understand the science in a very personal way well and so i especially also like that because a lot of times when we hear about attachment theory it's john bowlby that first comes yep. to mind. And people uh, always say that Mary was his student, which she was not. She she was not. She was already doing her own studies, already yes, a scientist, actually yes. brought additional things that <clears throat> he had perhaps not considered to Absolutely. the picture. Yes. And so, you know, and I, I have so often thought 
with both Mary Ainsworth and Mary Main that people have just not understood deeply enough the brilliance of these Absolutely. women and oh their scientific and their ability to observe patterning. Yeah. To, to come up with these like unbelievable conclusions that are that are holding. <laughs> I know. Out of the blue. Out of yeah. the blue. I mean that's just what blows my mind about Mary Ainsworth thinking of her in Uganda after having worked with Bowlby and she told Totally doubted the his whole attachment theory shtick. She thought, you know, this isn't true. The cub the cupboard love theory is actually better. Um, she believed that, and and she later t said that she was quote so brainwashed by that theory that she didn't believe Bowlby. And so when she went to Uganda because her husband wanted to go, a time a woman of the 1950s, um, she thought, well, you know, I'm here in Uganda. I don't speak the language. A, I may as well learn it, <laughs> and B, I may as well do a research study and see for myself if what he was saying is true. So she gathered up these mothers and babies. She learned just enough of the language to be able to relate to the, the tribal leaders to help her find her subjects. And she got this, this research project off the ground and out of the total wilderness of human experience, she was able to see these patterns of attachment that continue to be borne out tens of thousands of times around the world with every kind of caregiver and every kind of child. Yeah. This is miraculous. This woman must be celebrated. Yes. And then, you know, to come back, linking back to the strange situation, and to be able, you know, to be back in Baltimore and think about what could I come up with that would yeah. rec replicate what I was observing in this more naturalistic observation um, when she was in Africa. And I remember reading something she wrote, well, you know, um, I sat and I thought about it and I thought we could have this happen and that happen and a reel of film was 20 minutes. So right, exactly, I thought we'll yeah. put it all. <laughs> and, and I'm like, it, 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 just her ability to distill what she was observing in a naturalistic observation into this protocol right. that would bring forth this data. It, 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 every time I think about it, it just blows my mind that, right. that she could come up with that. Yeah, no, it's amazing. And actually, the thing that inspired her to come up with this strange situation was that the babies in Uganda were exhibiting secure base behavior more strongly and more clearly than the babies in Baltimore. And she thought, well, I don't really understand that because everything else was lining up. You know, she had 26 dyads in both places and she wanted to get the most, you know, the most different kind of subjects on earth. And I'm pretty sure she succeeded, you know? <laughs> um, and so when people talk about how this is, you know, a, 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 a has a certain cultural limit, they don't they forget that the basis of attachment theory comes from this profoundly cross-cultural study but so when she was looking when she was lining up the the um, data from uganda and baltimore and she saw that the baltimore babies weren't using their mothers as a, as a secure base as much as the african babies and she figured well that may be because I, Mary, am s such a strange person to these babies that they were frightened and they were more activated. Their attachment systems were more activated, so they were using their mother mothers more directly and more succinctly, if you will. Or it could be because the American babies are more used to being 
um, in with different people. And you know, in Uganda, it was a more limited, in a certain sense, social uh, you know milieu. So they just were they were more anxious. The, the African babies seemed more anxious. So that's why she decided to take the American babies into the lab and goose them a little, give them a little extra dose of stress to see if they would use the, their mothers as a secure base as much as the babies in Africa did. And lo and behold, they did. They did. They certainly did. In three particular ways, of course, with lots of sub um, categories. Right, right. And, and has now um, become the most repeated protocol in developmental sciences probably ever. Um, Absolutely. What, yeah. what she came up with there. So yes. what a, a phenomenal um, uh, woman, uh, yes, and, yes. and her contributions to science. And so, okay. So let me shift gears here with you a little yes, bit, please. um, because, um, you know, you come about, um, about this from a personal experience, you yes. know, and you, you wanted to figure out, you know, this for yourself. And I want to, I, I love this. I have to share this other part that I love. I, I can't do this the whole time, but I particularly <laughs> love this part. It says, um, it was my desire to merge with Ainsworth's wisdom that inspired um, me to go to this journey into the science of attachment. I white lied my way into an attachment lab in New York City in order to see a real live strange situation. I flew to Akron, Ohio to read Mary Ainsworth's letters in her own tidy handwriting and tidy typing. I signed up for a training usually reserved for psychologists to learn how to code the strange situation. I traveled to Charlottesville, Virginia to the Ainsworth um, Purgy and Exeter, now white-haired. He showed me the boxes in the original strange situation. We're talking here about Bob Marvin. Um, of such course. A a, such a delightful man. Such a delight. And then you heard about the adult attachment interview and you you know, maneuvered your way into being able to do the AAI Institute for the Coding Protocol. So I'm like reading this because this is all in the prologue. I'm like, man, this this woman means business. She's like, <laughs> she yes. like, I don't play. Not going to superficially study this. No. Um, and and I even just even want to pause right here and mention. There was also this other whole piece uh, out there that, that you had read about, about attachment parenting, which is a different thing. So, so I guess first, you know, let's see, let, let's talk about what, how you started to figure out, no, wait a minute, there's some, this isn't just, this isn't the attachment parenting thing. This isn't yeah. you know, the, the family bed. This isn't, you know, right. um, in, in child-led weaning. This is like a whole... <laughs> other thing i want to hear yeah. about that yeah and then i really want to get into how you delve this deep into this yeah 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 well the attachment parenting thing this is you know one of my many missions in life um is to disabuse people of the idea that dr sears what dr sears is talking about is attachment he is not talking about attachment as per the science of ainsworth and bowlby and their predecessors. He, we may as well call what he says, what he calls attachment parenting. We may as well call clinging parenting in my estimation. It has 
it is so loosely based on this very soft and fuzzy notion of so-called attachment. And he makes these ridiculous references to, you know, traditional cultures, which I think he's, I think he thinks he's talking about Mary Ainsworth's Uganda studies, in which case, if he were to look at some of the behaviors that those mothers did, that were, you know, that Mary deemed to be secure, they were hardly um, things that Dr. Sears would think were good for babies. You know, they, they didn't always breastfeed. They sometimes, you know, hit their kids a teeny little bit. They, they were, it's a totally different kind of culture. And so he's trying to mix, you know, what he thinks is sort of um, progressive, you know, notions of raising children and wrap them up into this attachment thing. When, when really he's got his own agenda. And I will show you right here, because we are actually on Zoom, I'll show you a book that he, the book that came out before the book that was so popular is called Christian Parenting and Child Care. So that is where he's coming from and that's fine, but he actually took a very Christian conservative agenda where he thinks that women belong in the home and, and um, you know, with very kind of, um, you know, re retro values about, about mothers and children, and he wrapped it up in a bow and called it attachment. So I am, you know, constantly battling this notion that when, when I talk about attachment, people think I'm talking about, like you said, bed sharing, baby wearing, breastfeeding, all of these things that are, I think, a behaviorist kind of spin on attachment because attachment, secure attachment has zero to do with your behaviors in that sense or your parenting style, nothing. You know, 65% of people around the world are considered secure. That's, that's sort of the going rate. And people are parenting in all kinds of ways. And if we're trying to parent in a certain way because Dr. Sears tells us to, it's probably gonna make us anxious, perhaps resentful, and um, certainly not attuned to ourselves in the way that our children need us to be in order to become attuned to them. It is not a free flow of delight, what that um, is the kind of delight that Mary Ainsworth was talking about. So when I was a new mother and I had heard about Dr. Sears, I, like many new mothers, felt like, oh, I should try these things because he says this is what is good for babies. And it wasn't working for me at all. I loved the sling and I, I still wish I could put my daughter in a sling. <laughs> She's 14, um, you know, just to keep her close and, and to be with me. Um, but you know, the, the bed sharing thing didn't work. The, uh, I mean, so many, so many things. And I, and I found that, um, that there was a, an element of shame that he really seemed to incite in so many mothers. And that's when I started to really have doubts about it. And then when I was doing the, all this research and, and started to learn about Mary and the strange situation, I, I realized, oh, this, this is a different attachment thing that's being discussed and that Sears has nothing actually to do with. He's kind right. of calling upon these concepts, but he actually is talking about something really different. And so I really am so eager to help, you know, people, parents, especially understand that that's one style of parenting. And if you like it, great, there's, you know, no problem, but you can be a securely attached parent and not breastfeed. You can do whatever works for you. It just has to work. That's, that's the beauty of it. 
Yeah, I think you're bringing up such an important point because there is a lot of ways that attachment theory or ideas has been used to like guilt and shame. Absolutely. Weaponized. It's been weaponized. Yes. Yes. And, you know, even myself as um, a student of attachment theory and beginning to think about this um, and reading different things, you can, you can get neurotic, like, oh my gosh, (laughs) am I doing anything right? You know, and then you're not, you're not following um, internal cues. You're not, you're so preoccupied. You can't do the sensitive caretaking, you know, that, that really is what we're talking about because you're filled with like doubt and guilt and and shoulds and shoulds and behaviors. And, you know, they, they like, like a checklist. Um, Yep. So before we move to, you know, some of the the other things about your journey and and where you went to learn all this, I did also want to bring up, so I'm curious about, of course, Dan Siegel has, you know, uh, moved into looking at mindfulness and Zen practices. And so I'm wondering, based on your your, uh, background uh, that you shared earlier, had you stumbled upon him before any of this and some of what he was writing about the the connection between um, mindfulness, attachment, brain science, this whole thing? Like, I, yeah, yeah, yeah. That. Yeah, well, he wrote the foreword to the book. Of course. And yeah. we, so everybody knows that's the ultimate endorsement. So if you, were, if, if, you want, if you needed one more than the one I just gave <laughs> earlier, we do have Dan Siegel and many um, other prominent people in the field of attachment endorsing it. So yeah, yep. so go yeah, ahead. I was so happy when Peter Fonagy endorsed it. That was huge for me. I was very proud of that. Yes, you should be. Uh, um, but so yeah, I had definitely been um, aware, of him, aware of Dan Siegel's work. And interestingly, when the first time I read Parenting from the Inside Out, and I didn't get into this in the book because it was just too much in the weeds, but um, Parenting from the Inside Out is his book about the adult attachment interview sort of for parents. Um, and, I, and I thought, oh my God, I can't deal with this. It's too intense. It's too much pressure. I felt like, um, and this is before I had really done a lot of the work, the research, um, but my, my gut take on it was that there was something so broken about me you know so 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 the idea that what gets that we pass something down to our children which is just a fact of the matter um when i the first time i read that in his book i felt like oh no there's something so dark and broken about me i can't bear the thought of me passing that along to azalea because i love her so much now even in that statement right there we see the, the contradiction and the conundrum and the neurotic, um, you know, tangle that I was in and that I think so many parents are in. I loved my daughter so much. I was afraid that I was going to pass myself on to her. But what part of me was I afraid I was going to pass on, if not that tremendous love? You know, we are complex beings. The mark of a securely, of an of a autonomous adult is the about ability to have mixed feelings. So did I have mixed feelings? I did have mixed feelings. I do have mixed feelings. I hopefully will always have mixed feelings. You know, I'd like to, you know, I'm always interested in moving more towards joy and less toward 
um, grief or, you know, pain, such as what's going on in the world right now. Um, you know, we would all like to move ourselves in that direction for sure. But the ability to have mixed feelings and to hold those feelings is what a secure attachment offers us. So right from the very beginning, I did come up, I had, I was aware of Dan Siegel, but I was still too wrapped up in this fear that, um, that I was harming my child. And it took, you know, 10 years, basically. It's interesting to come full circle. Now he wrote the foreword to the book. I understand better that, um, of course, I still have my moments, but I understand better that, um, you know, she gets all of me, the whole thing, all my love, all my kisses, <laughs> all my fears, all my neurosis, all my darkness. Um, and I can't really change that. We can't change who we are fundamentally, but we can hold those aspects with more space, more compassion, more awareness. And that is what will be passed down. That's what the AAI is looking at, our ability to, um, to, hold and to hold ourselves, understand ourselves, have a coherence to our narrative. And that requires looking at the whole, the whole picture. Yes. And, and a flexibility. Yes. Attentional flexibility. That is my favorite term. I use it all the time. Yes. Yes. Well, I see uh, we're at the bottom of of the hour. So I know um, listeners, um, thank you so much for, for uh, joining us for part uh, one with Beth, Bethany Saltman, author of strange situation. And we will be continuing our conversation with her with part two. So be sure to watch for that release. This concludes part one of the two-part conversation between Karen Doyle Buckwalter and Bethany Saltman on a mother's journey into the science of attachment. Part two will be released on Tuesday, August 18th. Thank you for joining us for this edition of the Attachment Theory in Action podcast. Please follow our site, tkcchattock.org, or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Google Play, Spotify, or Podbean for future episodes. If you enjoyed our podcast, please leave a review and share with your professional network. For additional resources, training opportunities, and blogs, please log on to tkcchattock.org. We hope you'll join us again as we continue to explore the world of adoption, trauma, and attachment theory. Attention.